This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Your Radio Doctor and their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. Your Radio Doctor does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, products, physicians, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on Your Radio Doctor. Always consult your own physician. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Millions of Americans are losing their medical assistance or Medicaid coverage. If this affects you, Independence Blue Cross can help. You may be eligible to enroll in a health plan for as little as $0 a month. With Independence Blue Cross, you get the largest provider network in the area, including most Keystone First Doctors and hospitals. We also offer free 24-7 telemedicine, coverage for hospital stays and prescriptions. See if you qualify for $0 health insurance and enroll today. Call Independence Blue Cross at 1-844-464-2583 or visit ibx.com slash stay covered. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. It's time for the Delaware Valley's first radio doctor. On call every Saturday afternoon at 5. This is your radio doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. Listen, seven months or ten months is an absolutely exceptional, exceptionally short time frame to produce this vaccine. Your health determines your life, your longevity, and your happiness. Let your radio doctor lead the way with your medical education. Your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Good afternoon and welcome to your radio doctor. I'm your host, Dr. Marianne Ritchie. With Christmas just around the corner, we're busy preparing for Santa. Putting Christmas lights in the house, on the house, and on the tree. Fortunately, we have Deputy Fire Marshal Matt McGuire of the Lower Marion Fire Department to help us with fire prevention tips. Welcome, Matt. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for uh, having me. Well, Matt, we have a nice list of things to cover, and we'll start with outside, I guess. Most lights that you can purchase are indoor-outdoor, but we don't want to use indoor lights outside. You know, you, you need one more strand. I don't want to run back to the store. That could cause a fire that's even yeah. internal, yes? Not, Yeah, not a good idea. I mean, those lights are uh, uh, designed to be used indoors only if they're indoor lights. Um, put them outside, you're risking the, the chance of a fire by them shorting out. Uh, they're not meant to get wet, um, So, and that's the reason. They're not designed for outside use for sure. Exactly. And, and even outside lights, you don't want to overload your outlets because even outside lights constrain a system cause an internal fire you don't want an outside fire either but don't think that they're separate issues right right and any type of excessive draw on your electrical system can cause an, uh, a breakdown anywhere in that system and your outside wiring or outside outlets end up inside somewhere so you don't want to take that chance uh, and and you have to follow the manufacturer's recommendations in regards to you know what how many lights you should be stringing together, how many you should be plugging into each other, those types of things. Now, my rule in, at here, at here, at home, I've always maxed at two, but you say, are certain lights, did the, does the packaging say you can do three? Yes. yes. Some, some of the newer uh, uh, lights today that are mm-hmm. LED type lights, they use a lot less mm-hmm. electricity. Uh, they don't draw quite as much. So the manufacturers, you can string two, maybe three, four, five of them together. Uh, again, the, they're labeled. Uh, the people should read the labels and instructions. And you know how people are. Exactly. Who needs instructions? It's, it's yeah. a set of lights. But it, it's best to do that just to be on the safe side. Yeah. Well, and the other thing to mention is you do not want to use out indoor lights outside or indoor extension cords outside. Spend the extra couple bucks. Yeah. Buy the orange cords. They're, they're better. 
not the 99 cent one you get at the dollar store well that doesn't the dollar 25 store correct <laughs> uh, you know ex- extension cords or the misuse of extension cords or the improper use of a wrong extension cord in any given situation can cause a fire uh, again they're labeled uh, you should look at if you're not sure ask a salesperson at the store where you're buying at the home depot or hardware store wherever you're buying your extension cords the most important thing is to make sure you're using the right cord for the right job and extension cords realistically should never be used for a full-time uh, appliance hookup it should always be used temporarily and that's what extension cords are for a temporary short-term use and and the other thing is uh that i think we're probably all guilty of at some point in time is running a cord under a, a rug especially a, a, a yeah. you know a um oh gosh like a a, a, non, a, har- a yeah, one area. Or non, um, what am I trying to say here? Not, not wall-to-wall carpeting, but a, an area not rug. An area rug, Or yeah. under a door. Oh, it makes me nervous when you see it under a door, yeah? Yeah, again, it's going to crimp there. It's going to, uh, the insulation is going to wear off of it. Once the insulation on that uh, uh, extension cord or cord gets worn, it becomes a fire hazard. And, you know, once that uh, two wires come in contact with each other, they start arcing. Arcs, you know, even a small arc on a low-voltage wire is, is over a thousand degrees uh, Fahrenheit. Mm. So those types of things can start a fire very, very easily. Mm-hmm. And we had a good conversation the other day when we were uh, talking about what would emphasize today. And you brought up a very good point. Do not hang lights on a nail, be they inside or outside, because you just picture the insulation Again, rubbing on the metal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that rubber or plastic insulation on the outside of that wiring. If that wears through, especially on a metal nail or, or, or hook or something like that, it can very easily start to arc out and, and create a fire. Mm-hmm. And and you can just picture it. If it throws sparks, it hits the bushes or the grass, and it just goes from there, right? Or an awning? Or- yeah, and, and, and the insulation itself, even though the insulation keeps you from being shocked when you're handling the lights, it's a combustible material. That insulation on that wiring will burn. It's it's not non-combustible. It will burn quite easily, and that's where the fire spreads from that. I never Again, thought about that. that underneath the carpet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you and think it, that's... And people don't realize that. No, not at all. You think that's protecting you, and uh, it's. Uh, I guess on some occasions it's not. So we talked about making sure that you read the directions or the instructions that tell you the maximum number of strands that should be linked together, be they inside or outside. Yes, especially if you're hanging them inside, um, and some strands, like you said, might only be two put together. At that point, you want to make sure that you've got enough outlets or cords inside. If you're putting it and you're using it, if you have a live tree, uh, it becomes an issue. That tree gets dry if you don't keep it you know, moist and, and, and well watered. Um, those lights do heat up. Even the LED lights can get hot enough, and you never know. You just don't want to take that chance. And so I like your idea of either using a timer or even an outlet that works on a switch. Tell us about that. Yeah, the thing is, is you shouldn't leave your lights on all, all, all day long and all night long. I know it's nice to put your tree in a window and put lights on it and so people driving by can see it. But it, you know, when you're going to bed, those things should be off. Whether you're unplugging them, whether they're on a timer, if, if they're in an area where you might not be able to get to it behind a tree, or whether uh, you use an outlet that's on a switch so that you can just turn it off when you're going to bed. Mm-hmm. I, or leaving the house if you're you know, if you're not going to be home. Mm-hmm. I imagine it must be hard. Once in a while, you'll see a house that has those little um, electric candles in every window. Yeah, they must yeah. have to just go in. A, I mean, I did it for a couple of years in our house. I guess we had like I don't know eight to ten. That wasn't a big deal. But you see houses that have a lot more, 
and that's quite a chore. I don't think they have one timer for all those areas. Right, and and, and a lot of times nowadays too, you can buy uh, battery operated lights. So and there's a little oh, switch right on them. You could put the bat, you know, use that battery. The only thing is you got to go around and turn each one on and off individually. Um, exactly. Or leave them on all the time. Again, that's not that great of an idea. They're usually low voltage. Um, but you still want to be careful about any incoming contact with that bulb because the bulbs can become uh, extremely hot. Sure. And of course, candles, there's almost no excuse anymore. Battery operated candles are so plentiful, even inexpensive ones you can buy. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's the problem these days. Uh, if people are going to use a real candle for something, number one, they should be on a good, sturdy, non-combustible base. Uh, they should be in an area that's clear and free from any type of combustible material. You know, putting can like a lit candle in a window or something like that. If you have, you know, plastic or wooden blinds, you're just asking for trouble at that point. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, I guess I was in high school. A family in our neighborhood. It was the week after Christmas, and all the all the work and the tensions going. Now you can just enjoy that week before New Year's when work's a little, you know, less strenuous. People have off, and a mother with four children. Uh, was watching TV, dozed off on the couch, waiting for her husband to come home from work. Children were in bed, and she lit a candle and put it in the window. Curtain grabbed onto it. They lost two children. Yeah. And yeah. you can see how that can happen because you think, well, it's special. You know, it's a scented candle or it's a light saying, welcome home. And uh, again, we talked about being distracted with personal safety and with fire um, prevention. So many of these things in hindsight it, it was obvious, but not if you're busy or distracted or trying to set a mood. Yeah, and again, people uh, sitting on a couch watching TV, you know, it's very easy to fall asleep, especially a parent who's been running around chasing kids all day long. Yes. Um, safety is a number. And it's something, especially as adults, we kind of forget. You know, a lot of times I send the kids home with homework to make sure that their smoke detectors work, those types of things. It just makes mm -hmm. it a little bit easier to remind the parents to just use a little bit of caution, especially this time of year. This is the time of year you don't want anything like that to happen where there's a loss of life. Exactly. It's just not a good time of year for not that any time's good. No, but, but you're right. It just um, mm -hmm. it's supposed to be such a joyous time and people are trying to make it special. But we if we color inside the lines, we'll be much safer. Let's take a little break. And when we come back. More tips on fire prevention during the holidays with, with Deputy Marshal Matt McGuire. Thanks for listening to Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie, exclusively presented by Independence Blue Cross. If you have a question for the medical mailbag, just send a note to doctor at yourradiodoctor.net. At Independence Blue Cross, we believe in giving you the tools you need to pursue your healthiest life. From premiums as low as $0 per month to health discounts and cash rewards, it pays to have coverage with Independence. With the strongest network of doctors and hospitals in the region and free 24-7 virtual doctor visits, you can feel confident that quality care is always within reach. Learn more about your coverage options at ibx.com. When Recovery Centers of America at Devon opened its campuses on the main line and in South Jersey, they offered a new approach, local addiction treatment led by an expert, caring team of professionals. RCA has since helped thousands and leads the way in innovative programs and exceptional inpatient and outpatient care, all in a beautiful setting that allows for healing and recovery. RCA answers the phone and admits patients 24-7, 365, including the holidays. All admitted patients and staff are routinely tested for COVID-19. Call now at 1-888-RECOVERY. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. Hey, welcome back to your radio doctor. 
We're here with Deputy Marshal Matt McGuire from Laura Murray and Fire Department. Matt, we've talked about making sure that your smoke detectors are up to date. They have a 10-year battery, but if you're not sure or if time has gone by, replace the whole detector. Again, they're not that expensive. Mm-hmm. That's that's correct. And and the, and, the, and the law has changed in the last couple of years in Pennsylvania where if you have a single station or battery only uh, smoke detectors that you're supposed to replace them every 10 years, ergo the 10-year battery, when it starts beeping that it's getting low, you replace the whole detector. And if you do them all at the same time, then you just might as well replace all of them. And they're not that expensive. And, you know, the, the cost of not making sure they're working could cost someone in exactly. your family their life. So indoor heaters, that's another issue. If you're lying on the couch watching TV, you don't want that heater up hugging the couch. <laughs> you don't want it near now, a cloth, yeah? Yeah, your, your portable heaters, number one, should be uh, kept three feet away mm. from any type of combustible material, whether it be a couch or anything, uh, and they should be plugged directly into an outlet. Again, the draw on most of those heaters is so high that even most extension cords won't handle it unless it's specifically designed or sized for that. And unless you're an electrician, you might not know. So make sure it's plugged into an outlet. Wow, very good point. And of course, you don't want to leave any source of heat or fire unattended. And we're talking about fireplace. It's singing Christmas carols, light the fire, the door (laughs) flame logs. I never realized this. That's actually wood chips uh, covered in wax. The paper's covered in wax. So what do we never want to do with them? Well, number one, if you read the instructions, I'm going to tell you one at a time. They're for show. Mm -hmm. They're not to heat your home. If you want to heat your home, make sure you're getting dry seasoned wood. But if you're using a door flame log or any type of other manufacturer type log like that, it's one at a time. You put two, three, four in there. The heat gets so intense from those logs burning that it melts the wax very rapidly and then actually pours out of the fireplace oh. and spreads the fire through your house. Oh, gosh. And that means also you don't want to throw wrapping paper into the fireplace because no. I guess that's wax covered, too. I didn't think about that before. Yeah. And you don't want to take <laughs> strand, uh, uh, you know, strands of the Christmas tree and throw them in there. The other big thing, you want to keep the screen on the fireplace, especially Correct. children are fascinated, as are adults fascinated by that fire and the glow and the whole you know holiday spirit but not if it hurts you so that you mentioned too very wisely religious candles menorahs or people that put candles out around the nativity scene or something don't go out to services with those candles on and if you have to leave it lit put it outside on your cement you know uh, walkway or someplace not near grass or anything although i guess uh, if it's within a few feet, it can throw sparks under the grass too. Yeah. Yeah, and especially during the winter time, if 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 the ground's dry and the grass is dry, because the grass dries up you know, once it dies, and and now the weather changes. Uh, again, leaves pile up in in certain areas. Yeah, you know, the the fires can happen very easily when we don't think about it and we don't think about safety mm-hmm. you know, and keeping those candles away from any type of combustible material. And, and if you're not going to be home, just just put it out. Yeah. And with the Christmas tree itself. The reason you cut several inches off the trunk and expose new wood, I always thought it was just so the tree could drink more easily and stay fresh, but it's to keep it from drying out and becoming a fire hazard. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Uh, a, a, a dried out Christmas tree will go up in seconds, oh. and the amount of heat release on that will spread the fire rapidly to anything in the room. Oh, gosh. Yes, and you want to water your tree daily, daily, daily. There's no such daily. thing as a soggy Christmas tree. Water it no. daily. And there's there's a lot of additives today you can buy to put in the water that helps that tree soak up even more water. 
and that's what they're for to keep them it's more to fireproof them than it is for aesthetics or anything like that to keep it green mm -hmm. it's to keep it wet mm -hmm. and again unplug the lights and extinguish all fires when you go to bed even if you're going to bed don't leave your christmas tree on no. and especially when you're leaving the house right Unplugged. exactly and, and and when you're going to bed you are leaving that you know on its own mm -hmm. so it's mm -hmm. it's best to just turn it off that way you don't have to worry about it and your fireplace as well you you don't want to go to sleep yeah, fireplace should be should be out you know when you go to bed you should make sure that those those that fire is completely out um a spark can stay in a, even in a bunch of ashes oh. and your ashes you know if you're emptying your, your ashes the next day make sure that you put them in a metal can let them sit for a while put some water on them oh, we've had people point. who've had ashes that dump them like 12 hours later oh. into their trash <gasps> and it sets their house on fire that way brilliant you know, they, that that ember can stay for a long long time even though it doesn't feel hot there could be hot embers in there that again you put that's it such a good point so your ashes go into a metal container let them sit for a while don't put them in your trash can brilliant matt number one cause of home fires cooking, cooking. yes yeah shows oh you how shows you how well we all pay attention or cook you know depend on how you want to look at it well you know one of the things i always notice my husband is a master chef you know he'll take vegetables from two weeks ago and some old shoelaces and <laughs> you know and put it together and it's he's gourmet gary i mean he's a great cook but i always when i'm watching him if he has a couple pans going i always walk by and swing the um you know, the arm of the pan the handle in even here i could bump into it especially children they want to taste or they want to see yeah. it and they pull on that handle oh it's yeah. so scary again it's 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 curiosity sometimes yep. or they're hungry uh <laughs> when my kids were little i always tell them say three feet away from the cooking appliances you know that way you don't have to worry about getting burnt and sometimes kids learn a, a hard lesson when they do get burnt right you know, it doesn't it doesn't take an open flame to burn somebody and you want to keep mitts curtains towels away from that that stovetop yep. but you also remind people to stay in the kitchen when they're cooking because yep. uh, you know if you have to run out or the somebody rings the doorbell set a timer you get into a conversation you forget either set a timer or your cell phone i mean yeah either set the timer on the on the range or on the oven mm. and, and that you've got something in there because especially you know parents who have younger kids it's very very easy to get distracted if you're going to walk away from the from the kitchen again we all have cell phones today it's so easy to set a timer on that to remind us you know our smoke detectors or fire alarm systems shouldn't be alerting us to the fact that uh, we've ruined dinner yeah, and hopefully that's the 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 the, the worst thing that happens because again, you know, kitchen fires turn into house fires and, and turn into fatal fires. Oh, sure, and even if it's just the smoke, yep. uh, like even an older person, if they can't clear their lungs or they start coughing, that can be really. Um, uh, just several well, minutes could can make somebody really sick, well, even if you well, don't have a major fire. Yeah, smoke, smoke's the number one killer. People don't usually burn to death in fires; they die from the smoke inhalation. Oh. And people with respiratory problems, again, you know, they're they're at higher risk from that uh, smoke than uh, a normal person would be. So that brings us to the topic of of cleaning. You want to clean your oven on a regular basis because, let's say, you put. I mean, you could tell me some of the more common food items that cause kitchen fires. You put a pizza in the oven, and there are pieces of the pie you baked or you know, on the bottom of the oven to catch fire and you open it and out comes the smoke, maybe some flames. What are some of the typical foods? A, clean your oven on regular pitch. And anything, and if you read the instructions on your self-cleaning oven, you know, if you have a self-cleaning oven, it tells you to clean all the debris off the bottom of the oven before you actually turn that on because that's just getting rid of the little bit of residue that you have left after actually cleaning it. Um, but 
people leave Tupperware in their ovens. People leave food in their ovens, you know, pans of oil that they use for frying things that they don't want to throw away. And if somebody accidentally turns that on and turns it up on high without checking inside, yeah. then you get that fire. Yeah. And the oil can boil over and it and it leaks out of the oven and spreads a fire. Or they open it in a hurry and the fireball comes out because it just needs oxygen. There's a lot of unburnt gases in that oven. Best thing to do is turn it off, oh. call 911. You know, and, and get us get the fire department on their way and let that oven cool down and, and open it just a crack, let a little bit of smoke out like 10 or 12 times. Do that until very little smoke come in, then open it and use your fire extinguisher you know, to, to put the fire out if you have to before the fire department gets there or just leave it there as long as it's not spreading out of the oven. The oven's made to take it. Just leave it in there until we get there and we'll give you a hand taking care of it. So two great points worth repeating. If you have a crowded you know, everybody has shelves and such, and then there's bigger compartments under the counter where you store odd, big platters or oddly shaped things. And if you decide you want to use your oven to store a couple of extra dishes or uh, yeah. not dishes, but pans, baking sheets or something, always, always open the door and look in your oven before you turn it on. Yeah, if you develop that habit, because you say if somebody has... I know sometimes I'll make brownies or cookies. I have to hide them from, <laughs> and I, and I I haven't put Tupperware in the oven, but I have hidden things in the oven. And you're right that the next person comes along and says, "Bing, let's warm it up for whatever." Yep, plenty of pizza boxes have been on fire in ovens because oh gosh, you know, people throw that the leftover pizza in the oven. It's a good place to store it because it doesn't fit in a refrigerator. And some people eat cold pizza in the morning, but you know if it's in the oven and somebody comes down and decides they're going to cook something, right. or it might be there for days before somebody turns it on, and, and then you end up with that oven fire. See, so that's why it's so great when you give examples. People say, yes, I've done that, and it'll imprint their minds when they're listening and say, I will, I will make a habit to check before I turn the oven on. And so similar thinking that's why i want to keep your fireplace and chimney cleaned on a regular basis yeah. get them cleaned uh, yeah we get at this time of year and especially when we get into the, later in december and january when people start using their fireplaces more um if they haven't had their fireplace inspected and cleaned you know in the last year uh, if they're not burning good wood good you know, dry mm. season wood it should be cut split and sit for six months before you start to burn it that oh. seasons it uh, and keeps the creosote from building up inside the chimney. If they haven't done that, you know, and then you end up with with an issue where you know they have a chimney fire, and that could spread to the roof, which spreads oh. to the rest of their house. Oh. Or embers coming out of it could go to your neighbor's house, even or wherever, and and, and spread a fire that way. So if you got wood that's not aged, that's what bumps the risk. Yep, it increases the risk. Wow. And same thinking, you want to keep your heater serviced. Tell us about issues with that. Right, and 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 this should be done early fall before mm. the heating season really starts. You should have a, a service technician come in, check your heater, make sure it's operating properly, make sure the flue for that is not blocked. Again, that's where carbon monoxide poisoning uh, occurs, right? You know, and and, and it, it gets into your house. You know, animals can get into the chimney and build nests. I, I we found raccoons and all kinds of animals that'll build nests. Birds, bees. You know, honeybees will build nests and, and hornets and stuff will build nests and chimneys when they're inactive during the summer. So you got to be very careful and check that and make sure everything's sure, good and sure. safe for you to use that. Well, I think that the other important message for our listeners is to realize that no matter whether somebody's paid or they're volunteer, firefighters put their lives on the line every day. Even if you, you assist with, say, a traffic accident and you're there with the big fire truck to block traffic so that the ambulance can you know, do its job. Yep, safely do their job. If people would listen to these helpful hints, 
the most of the firefighters outside the city are volunteer. Correct. And uh, uh, during the break, we're going to talk about your real champion this week, two of your colleagues who, who gave of their lives. And if if people could just be aware of the things that you have talked about, it would protect everyone involved. Protects. And um, God bless you for your work because you've saved so many people in your lifetime. And sharing these tips will hopefully prevent fires in the future. So thank you so that, much. That, we can only hope. That put can, me out of a job. Oh, that would be nice. <laughs> yes, it would. But Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for Merry joining Christmas. us. God bless. All right. Thank you. And now for your real champion, I call this segment a salute to our firefighters. Have you ever had a fire start in your oven? You turn the oven on, not realizing that someone left the pizza box on the upper rack from the night before, or a piece of roll is sitting on the floor of the oven when it got too hot and threw a spark. You smell something burning and the smoke alarm signal pierces the air. And when you open the oven door, the smoke billows out and makes you cough. A lot. It's usually pretty easy to open doors and windows to get it under control. Now imagine being a firefighter. You answer the call to a fire in a single family home. Your first instinct is to go floor by floor to rescue people and pets. Well, 27 year old Sean, the firefighter, did just that. But when he reached the attic, he was quickly trapped by the raging flames. He sent a mayday call to fellow firefighters who reached him within minutes, but it was too late. He had become disoriented as he crawled through the storage area and finally succumbed to thermal injuries and smoke inhalation. It was a tragedy by every measure, but especially sad because he was scheduled to move home to Canada the very next day. Sean's wife was completing a fellowship at Penn, and during that year, he decided to spend his time as a volunteer firefighter. The cause of the fire? The homeowner lit fireworks and disposed of the ashes in a trash can. Some of the ashes still had life, and once those hot cinders got oxygen, fire spread to the house. Shortly thereafter, a neighbor noticed lights flickering and called the homeowner once he realized it was a fire in the yard that spread to the house. Being a firefighter takes an enormous level of bravery. And outside the city, most of our suburban firefighters are volunteers. For starters, it requires 188 hours of training on nights and weekends. In the past, there were training courses in the summer that lasted eight hours a day for three straight weeks. Learning firefighting skills, first aid and CPR, how to handle hazardous materials, a better understanding of building construction, vehicle rescue. You also have to practice climbing those enormous ladders and spend time using the massive fire hose. Once you're certified, you carry a pager or acquire a phone app. And if you get a page and you're available, you drop everything. You leave your home, your family, your bed, and you go. Many firefighters have an understanding with their bosses at work and are permitted to leave their jobs to answer a call, especially in rural areas. <clears throat> Most firefighters have a quota to answer about 25% of calls in a year. Lower Marion has seven stations with up to 2,500 calls each year. The problem is the number of volunteers is dropping. 
What was a total of 350 is now only about 170 volunteers. So for those who do work, it's an even bigger commitment. To increase recruitment and retention all over the state, fire departments are now paying for certain college courses, and if a volunteer answers a certain number of calls, they get a stipend. And if college students volunteer a certain number of hours per week, they can live in a firehouse and not worry about rent. And of note, more and more women are becoming firefighters. I leave you with the story of another brave first responder. Thomas was about 40 years old and answered a call for a fellow firefighter who was on vacation. As you may notice, when there's a motor vehicle accident, aside from police, the fire department also arrives, especially with highway accidents. That's because the large fire truck serves to block the ambulance and any other first responders on foot from being injured by passing traffic. Well, Thomas arrived on the scene of a collision, and just as the accident was almost cleared, a woman driver, distracted by her cell phone, crashed onto the shoulder of the road. Thomas pushed others out of harm's way, but he was not so fortunate. And after being struck by the moving vehicle, he suffered cardiac arrest and lost his life after serving for the fire department for many years. We're offered advice by career firefighters who speak in the community, reminding us of the most basic steps of fire prevention. Today, we were honored to hear from Deputy Marshal Matt McGuire from Lower Murray's Fire Department. His words of wisdom apply in each of these cases where firefighters lost their lives. Yes, fires and accidents are sometimes out of our control. But the next time you think about using fireworks, maybe leave it to the professionals. And if you do use fireworks, put the ashes into a metal bucket and let them cool for several hours before you add them to regular trash. And for the billionth time, don't text while you're driving. Listen to all the important tips in today's show, like making sure your oven is empty before you turn the heat on and never leave the stove or a lit fireplace unattended. Unplug your indoor Christmas lights and the tree lights when you go to bed or leave the house and stick to battery operated candles. And the next time you consider taking a shortcut, like using just one indoor extension cord for outside lights because you don't take time to go and buy the correct outdoor cord, think about the dangers that could befall you, your family, and these brave firefighters who also have families and hopes and dreams. We salute you, Sean, Thomas, and Deputy Marshal Matt McGuire, and all the firefighters who protect us from harm for their dedication and bravery. You're real champions. Today's edition of Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross, can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere, at your convenience. Just download the Odyssey app and search Your Radio Doctor. It's health education on demand. Millions of Americans are losing their medical assistance or Medicaid coverage. If this affects you, Independence Blue Cross can help. You may be eligible to enroll in a health plan for as little as $0 a month. With Independence Blue Cross, you get the largest provider network in the area, including most Keystone First doctors and hospitals. We also offer free 24-7 telemedicine, coverage for hospital stays and prescriptions. See if you qualify for $0 health insurance and enroll today. Call Independence Blue Cross at 1-844-464-2583 or visit ibx.com slash stay covered. Your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, now Saturday afternoons at 5, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross.
This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. Welcome back to Your Radio Doctor. We thank Deputy Marshal Matt McGuire from the Lower Marion Fire Department and now welcome Officer Carl Harper from the Lower Marion Police Department with tips to keep you safe at home and when you're on the road. Welcome, Carl. Thanks for having me, Marianne. Well, it's holiday time. People are busy and distracted. I think that's the key word. Try not to be so distracted that you're not watching for red flags. Yes. So at home, Carl, we want to remind listeners to keep their doors and windows locked. And if you're, even if your car is in your driveway, keep your car locked and don't leave your keys in the car. Yes. Correct. Uh, that's that's a kind of incident that uh, our department, a lot of departments and areas will see where a person keeps their doors of other vehicle unlocked out of usually convenience. Uh, they think that they're you know they're safe in their own driveway, and that's generally going to be the case. But a lot of criminals they are taking advantage of that specific uh, mindset where oh nothing's going to happen. You know this is in my driveway. Uh, it's just more convenient. Nothing ever happens. And then until that one day where they come out and they realize that somebody's gone through their vehicle. Sure. It happened yesterday. A friend stopped, said, can I park in your driveway? I said, sure. Should I leave my keys right here in the cup? The car's open. I said, that's not what Officer Harper would say. So I had her take her <laughs> keys and, and you want to leave some lights on in your house and keep a car parked in the driveway if you're lucky enough to have a, a second car to make it look like somebody's at home especially during holidays when you're with family, right? Yeah, if, if you're able to do that, if uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you have the luxury of being able to park close to your house or you do have a driveway, uh, getting back to the whole keys in the car part uh, with modern vehicles, since a lot of them are uh, you know, either push button or you, know, you don't even need a physical, you know, traditional style key to actually operate the vehicle as long as it's close. If it's in the car, that car is going to start. Uh, so even at, oh. so like, you know, my vehicle, it's, you know, not real new, but if the key is in the vehicle or the key, you know, the key fob itself is in proximity of the car, it's going to start. Um, so keeping the car in or keeping the keys in the car like that, again, you're just literally just leaving the vehicle unlocked and operational for anybody to come take it. Plus you always say, don't leave visible items in your car, sunglasses, a backpack, even spare change. It tempts people to say, okay, if I did 10 cars and I get $5 items from each, I've, I've had a good night. So, and if you'll be away, you recommend that people call the police. Well, you want to ask a neighbor to keep an eye on your house. Do people routinely call you and say, listen, we're going to be away for a week? Uh, a lot of the uh, places, or I'll say homeowners do that, our department, and I'll say uh, a lot of the other suburban departments uh, probably offer a service. Uh, we call it a, 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 a vacation check. So if we know you know that you're going to be away for a certain amount of time, now, if it's something like, oh, we're just going to be gone overnight, uh, we're not really going to provide that service to you because you you're can. literally gone yeah. just for a few hours. Uh, but if you know you're going to be away for, you know, a few days to, it could be months. We have snowbirds that live in the area. They're gone for, you know, a long time in the winter. Um, and, you know, our department provides that service. You can uh, call us directly, ask for a vac- uh, vacation check. Uh, some departments will provide that service that you can sign up online. Uh, but we're going to know, want to know, a lot of different things you know when you're leaving when you're coming back are you leaving a vehicle in the driveway so we know it's not suspicious if you're going to have uh people checking on your house while you're away for you somebody's watching the dog somebody's feeding the fish mm, uh, somebody's somebody's watering your plants uh so if we happen upon that person doing our routine check and they're there we know they belong there all right there there's someone you're allowing you know if someone has keys to your house a neighbor 
uh, and something does happen, that way we know we can go to that person and say, you know, Marion's house has been burglarized or we there's suspicious circumstances, we'd like to, you know, take a look and that way they can give us the keys, mm-hmm. right? They can be that emergency responder uh, for you to provide us that access so we're not, you know, having to damage your, uh, your doors to get in or, you know, not maybe not checking like we'd like to because we don't have access. Exactly. So, you know, people that are going to be at your house, we're going to want to know that. And I know a big don't is do not hide your spare key in the mailbox or under the planter or under the doormat. <laughs> the robber thinks the same way you do. So try to be a little clever and don't put it where you think somebody else would think. And I, I think security systems, even if it's simplistic, have become Less expensive, more available, yes? Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, people are familiar with a ring, uh, and, you know, that's kind of at a certain price point. There's lots of different uh, other systems out there, you know, similar systems. You know, they go to your phone. You can set them up however you want. You don't need a, uh, a central monitoring service, which is normally what's costing you the fair amount of money is that continuous monitoring by a third party. Um but something like that, it, that's another thing we're going to want to know for the vacation checks. You know, do you have a uh, security system? Mm-hmm. You know, just so if we get that type of activation, we realize, okay, that's the house that we know to be vacant. Yeah. Um, uh, or if somebody else is monitoring it for you, you know, maybe your you know friend, family, neighbor has access to say, okay, I got a notification of somebody on their property. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, we're going to want to know those things. But yes, the uh, the security systems, the technology is so good today that you know you can find something within your price range. Exactly. So package delivery this time of year. This is our whole point of the show. Holiday time, heightened alert because probably getting more packages. People have become more adept at ordering online. So even if you're out at work during the day, you're not away for a week. If your mail usually comes in the morning, or you don't know what time you're packages are going to come if they're not through the U.S. Post Office. Consider, instead of having packages sitting at your door, even for five or six hours, consider a post office box. Or aren't there Amazon drop-off points now at convenience stores and or if you live in a, a place that has a concierge desk? Correct. So like, uh, you know, you live in a uh, an apartment building that has the concierge or has a desk person. A lot of times that those packages are going to go right to them depending on how their uh, your mail system set up, you, they might have like a separate area for that. That way it should be a little bit more secure. Um, you know, people that live in apartments are a little bit older, don't have those type of systems. A lot of times this stuff's just left in the lobby. Or it's left in the stairwell next to everyone else's mailbox. So it's one of those things that, you know, it is easy to monitor with things like Amazon and, you know, postal service can give you uh, notifications of when your stuff's getting delivered. Um, but if you have the option, you know, if, if you don't have a secure place to have your things dropped off uh, or it's a really valuable item and you don't want to take the chance of one of those, you know, porch pirates, as they call it, who will just, you know, hey, it's an Amazon package. I'll just take it you know, and hope for the best, hope for something good. Um, you can always find, you know, when you're doing the ordering, have it delivered to either a postal box if that's something you're going to buy or uh, Amazon does offer those uh, secure delivery uh, areas usually you know, somewhere in a retail establishment uh, that you can mm-hmm. just go and pick those up anytime you want. You know, that you get a code and you can scan right into the box. So much smarter. Social media, we, it has its positives, but the minuses are you're all excited. You want to tell your friends you're going to Hawaii or whatever is <laughs> far away and you're posted on social media. No, maybe when you come back, you could say, you know, 
here, here I am drinking out of a pineapple, but <laughs> you don't want to tell people in advance because they know how long you're, you're going to be away. And the other thing is you don't want to post your, your holiday gifts, Christmas gifts, Hanukkah gifts, uh, like your new surround sound TV or your new jewelry on social media, because you're inviting visitors that are not welcome. Yes. Sometimes you can do that. Um, uh, I know, uh, we have talked previously about like, you know, you're recycling your, your, uh, uh, you know, the boxes, the containers, you know, the, the big TV box, the, uh, the new gaming system, you know, I, I would assume most places are doing recycling. You can always, you know, you're consolidating those boxes anyway, maybe just not having the obvious, you know, logos and stuff on the outside when you're putting all that stuff out, you know, yeah, the, the, in the weeks after the holiday. Um, so that way, again, you're just not inviting an opportunistic person who sees those things out in front of your house and is like, well, if they have the box, they must have the thing. So, and if that thing's valuable, you know, that's the thing where they may, you know, if given the opportunity to take advantage of that. Sure. I think maybe, or if you put it up, put the box, I'll say, sorry, all the seats in the on the couch are filled. <laughs> um, and you want to keep your trees and shrubbery trimmed so robbers can't hide in there. And what about the idea of, um, I guess it's an extra chore for people, but if you do have your grandmother's ring or you have certain pieces of jewelry that you don't wear often, stocks, bonds, important papers, the safety deposit box at the bank, especially this time of year, let's say you're going to visit your family for uh, three or four days, right? And you want to take photos of your valuables in your home and make a list with serial numbers? Uh, yeah, I'll split that up into two different things. Like the, the safety deposit box, you know, those items that maybe, you know, they're sentimental, they're valuable, they're something you're definitely going to keep, but it's not something you might use all the time. Safety deposit box is, uh, is a good way to go. Uh, that way it, it's secure. It's, you know, literally in a bank. It's in a secure facility. You always have access access to it during business hours. So it's, it's one of those things where it is a piece of jewelry. You're only going to wear it a couple times a year. It's a great place to put it. You know where it is. You don't accidentally lose it. Uh, if that's not an option for you, if you're going to hide it, don't just put it in the sock drawer. You know, that's, again, Guilty. You know, we, yeah. we see lots of burglaries. I've been doing this a long time. You know, we get lots of burglary reports. And when things go missing, you know, where was it? Oh, well, it's just in this drawer in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's just on the closet, on the, you know, on top of the dresser. You know, it's out there, easy access. Uh, but if you're going to keep something like that, hide it, hide it well, maybe a small safe something that's secure, something that can't just be carried away. You know, it's no sense having a nice safe if you can just pick it up and lift it and walk out with it. Exactly. So, if, you know, something that's secure, something that's uh, uh, not easily uh, found. If you're going to hide it, hide it well. Yes. But make a note of where it is. Let's take a little break. And when we come back, more tips on personal safety during the holidays. Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie is presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. I'm always striving to live my healthiest life, so I need a health plan that has my back. With Independence Blue Cross, I get access to the largest network of doctors and hospitals in the region and free virtual doctor visits 24-7. Plus, with premiums as low as $0 per month, I can stay on top of my health and keep my budget in check. Independence has given me coverage I can count on, and they'll do the same for you. Learn more about your coverage options at ibx.com. 
When Recovery Centers of America at Devon opened its campuses on the main line and in South Jersey, they offered a new approach, local addiction treatment led by an expert, caring team of professionals. RCA has since helped thousands and leads the way in innovative programs and exceptional inpatient and outpatient care, all in a beautiful setting that allows for healing and recovery. RCA answers the phone and admits patients 24-7, 365, including the holidays. All admitted patients and staff are routinely tested for COVID-19. Call now at 1-888-RECOVERY. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. Welcome back to your radio doctor with our guest, Officer Carl Harper from Lower Marion Police Department, and we're discussing personal safety at holiday time. Carl, let's pick up. We had one other point we wanted to make uh, about safety in and around your home. You might want to think about taking photographs or even videos of your valuables, make a list, keep that list someplace safe, even serial numbers in some cases for insurance purposes. Right. Uh, you can go online. You can actually find Excel spreadsheets where you can have a template. And if you do, if you want to list all the valuable items in your house, um, you know, big items, again, televisions, um, sports equipment, uh, you know, just whatever personal valuables. If they do have serial numbers, that's a good thing because when things do go what we'll call lost, missing or stolen, uh, depending on the value and of the items and what type it is, uh, we can actually enter that into a national database. So if oh. something gets stolen, you know, say, uh, heaven forbid, you get burglarized, and one of those items is an iPad, um, uh, and maybe it's turned off, it can't be tracked, but you have the serial number, and you give that to us, we can enter it as stolen. So if another department somehow comes across that item, whether it's found, whether it's uh, taken as possible evidence from a different burglary that seems to be unrelated, and if they check that serial number, they're going to see that Lower Marion Police entered it as stolen. Boy, that's great so, to know. I had never heard that before. Yeah. So now people are uh, out and about, and they're shopping, and we... Uh, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. We got oh, no, to- just say, but as far as the um, uh, inventory type stuff, it's always good for insurance purposes uh, that... That way you have a, a good list of something. Again, it could be damage. It could be fire. Uh, you have a good mm-hmm. list of all the items that you have lost. So it doesn't have to be just criminal related. Um, sure. We had a minor fire in my house a couple of years ago. It was just smoke damage. Um, you know, we had to get, you know, carpets replaced, you know, air, air units cleaned out, things like that. We didn't actually suffer loss as, as far as like items. Uh, but even if you did, let's say you have a minor fire in your house or a major fire, you lose all these things. If you have a list of all the items that were potentially lost or damaged, you have a good idea of what the replacement cost would be mm-hmm. to get in more accurate kind of reimbursement from. And you insurance. might want to keep that list outside of your house in case of fire or something. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Whether it's uh, you know um, on some sort of server, you know, like in Google, something like that, or again having it in a safety deposit box, exactly. having a hard copy somewhere yeah. that's uh, safe and secure outside of your home. So now we leave home, holiday shopping or visiting. Be aware of your surroundings. We said the big word that we don't want to do is for you to be distracted. And if you're, say, unloading the uh, the car with groceries or your children, or even if you're in the supermarket, I, I see it. I've done it myself. Um, I have my purse where the child seat is, and I turn to get the, the cereal off the shelf. And, I mean, it hasn't happened to me, luckily, but that's when somebody can just take a wallet out of your open purse or the whole thing, right? Correct. Um, again, it's things that we have seen over the years. It's not uncommon where people, um, it's usually going to be women because they're the ones with purses and some sort of extra handbag of some sort. They leave it in the cart. It's convenient. Um, and, you know, it's out of the way of all your other groceries. They get distracted, whether it's, you know, they're just looking for their items. They get distracted by another person. 
and then at some point later they go to use their wallet and it's gone mm -hmm. or the wallet's still there they go and open it up and the cash is missing the cards are oh. missing um, some people don't notice until they start getting notifications on their phone or from their bank oh. saying we're getting numerous purchases at target uh, you know is that you and your stomach and, drops yeah because you realize yeah, because you know you weren't at target yes and uh, so yes one of those things if you can keep it on you mm -hmm. keep the the handbag the purse the the backpack the sling bag whatever keep that on you keep those things secured and that means zip. don't don't stray us Put your purse on the back of on the back of a chair either when you're at a restaurant or something or in a bar right and you know i yep. failed to mention that we were talking about the car when i'm out and about years ago i made the habit now my car is several years old but if i'm approaching my car i click once just to open the driver door because if somebody does decide to follow me if you've clicked twice you open all the doors now i know the newer cars you can set that option but just just be aware that you only want to click the driver door open so that when you approach the car, you don't have any friends opening the back doors ready to jump in and take a ride with you. Um, and and the, in terms of cars, Carl, you want to make sure your, your car is in good running condition because, uh, you know, and wear your seatbelts, 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 seatbelts. Um, you want to have an emergency travel kit in your car when you're traveling, yes? Uh, especially this time of year, it's cold. You know, it's one thing to be, you know, stuck outside of your car in the, you know, spring, summer and fall months. It's quite a different uh, today, mm -hmm. breezy, cold, um, you know, having a blanket. It snowed today. I don't know if it snowed around you. I it saw snowed, that. Yes. snowed today. I mean, it melted off. It was gone within an hour. But, you know, those those sudden pop up conditions like having, uh, you know, jumper cables or one of those little uh, starter boxes. Again, technology out there you can get. Um, a starter box with a set of cables on it that's you know smaller than a shoebox. Mm -hmm. Really easy, really portable. You don't need a whole other vehicle to help you jump your car. Um, tire inflator, um, any you know necessary items that you might need. Maybe that extra jacket, that pair of boots. You know, as the winter months get colder and we're expecting bad weather, having those things with you. So yeah. heaven forbid, you're, yeah, mm -hmm. you're stuck on the side of the Schuylkill Expressway uh, waiting for that tow truck. Uh, or you're stuck in some really bad traffic yeah. because of an accident and you just can't get out anywhere. Yes. At least you have something. Flashlight, bottle of water, things like that. Yep. Carl, Flashlight, minor toolkit, something mm -hmm. like that. We have about five minutes left. I want to focus on two of the, the newer trends. One is called jugging. And uh, if you leave the bank or somebody sees you use the ATM, don't carry large amount uh, amounts of cash because if somebody robs that takes your credit card, you could cancel that. But you were telling me about a new trend that's really scary about um, somebody offering to pump your gas. Tell us about that if you would. Uh, we've seen some issues. It doesn't just happen here. I mean, as far mm -hmm. as like Lower Marion, uh, Philadelphia, it's happened to other places where um, you know we'll get a call from either a store owner or a passerby, another customer where uh, a person is at the gas pump when you pull up and they are offering to pump your gas for you. They are not an employee. Uh, they're in, in no way associated with the you know uh, gas station that you pulled up to, but they're saying, hey, give me 20 bucks, I'll, uh, I'll pump your gas. And for whatever reason, people agree to it. They give the guy 20 bucks if they have it, he pumps their gas and they drive off knowing that they got, you know, definitely more than $20, their $20 worth. Uh, but what's happening is they may offer to uh, pump somebody's gas. That person legitimately pays. They let this guy pump their gas and you know, they give him a few bucks. And when you leave, 
they assume you as the, the, the victim, the now victim, you assume that he hung up the gas pump. Well, he doesn't. He, he may look like he does, but he doesn't. So now the your card is still active. The pump is not actually shut off. And when you leave, he's basically uh, giving people gas with your credit card. So mm -hmm. you're paying for God knows how many people's gallons of gas, and he's just getting a few bucks cash from everybody he's offering the pump gas for. So the first person comes and he says, here, let me help you. And he takes your card, puts it in, pumps your gas. Then mm -hmm. you drive away, the thing's still open, and customers two and three each give him 20 bucks that go in his pocket, but charged your card. Right. Somebody's thinking out there. Yep. That's so, just crazy. You know, so. Little, uh, you know, it's not the best entrepreneurial system that you could think of, but it does happen. Uh, it it's usually just somebody taking advantage. They they know they can get it. You know, it might only work a couple times until somebody calls. Somebody says, "Hey, this isn't right. This is this is clearly wrong." Or you know, the, the 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 gas station clerk tries to get the guy to leave, and he'll call the police. And then we show up, and you know, we either deal with that person or they they leave because they know the cops are coming. So. And I think people are kind, Carl. They they want to be generous. They want to say, "Here's a guy who's trying to help people." I'll. I'll be kind back. So be generous, but don't be gullible. I know that's how you like to frame it. Yeah, yeah. Don't be, uh, you know, don't let someone take advantage of you. Uh, just, you know, especially now, again, holiday season, you know, people try to have a little bit more goodwill, uh, mm -hmm. try to help somebody out, but uh, doesn't mean we can't still be, you know, aware of our surroundings. And, yeah. and, and, you know, don't want to say be cynical, but, you know, don't let someone take advantage of you or... There's a healthy yeah. <laughs> level of cynical. Yeah. We have two minutes left. I, I want to remind, as you say, don't expose yourself to risk. You're out to a great holiday dinner or a concert, and it's a nice night. You decide to walk those five or six black blocks back to your car. No. If you have to park far away from the event, take an Uber, spend the five or ten bucks. It could save your life, right? And the other thing is we want to spend a minute or so on resisting emails or phone calls that ask for money. The one you mentioned the other day was uh, a person might get a call or say, hey, there's this old outstanding traffic violation or your friend or is, is stranded now go and buy a vent, you know, go do a, either Venmo or get a disposable card and send us money. What say you? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, it, our department was a victim of that. It was a similar scam where they were, you know, the, these scammers were saying that they were, a, like, they were using the real name of one of our officers. You know, some of our people are easily found online because we're mentioned in news articles, things like that. And uh, they said, oh, I'm Officer So-and-so from Lower Marion Police. Oh. Um, we are collecting for our, you know, Fraternal Order of Police thing. Um, and then they're going to have you usually buy uh, one of those, you know, reloadable, you know, digital type credit cards or debit cards and send them money. It's all a scam. Unfortunately, a lot of times they'll try to use real people. Uh, the other one you'll uh, we've heard of is, you know, we're from XYZ department. Uh, you have outstanding uh, traffic warrants and you owe this much money. And the only way you can pay for it is by using some sort of reloadable, you know, digital, you know, uh, remotely accessed uh, card or payment device that you buy at, say, Rite Aid. You know, municipal governments do not take payment in that in that no. fashion. And, and they want you to come to the courthouse, right? right? And yeah, like yeah. as Lower Marion Police, you don't pay us money for your traffic tickets. You're paying. Well, I was reading. You're paying that to the court. Yeah, and I I was reading an article the other day that last year, elderly people, especially targeted. $1 billion scam last year. No shave November. That's why you look so extra handsome with your, your beard and mustache. <laughs> no shave November. Thank you, Lower Marion Police, for participating to help pediatric brain cancer 
Correct. Uh, the foundation. So if they go to the website, no-shavenovember.org and look up Lower Marion Police, that goes to the credit of, you're always doing wonderful projects. And uh, thank you so much, Carl. Happy holidays to you and your family. No Shave November. Yep, it's correct. We are, our department's been uh, participating in that for the last couple of years. We're continuing on with it this year. So if you see a bunch of officers running around with uh, beards and mustaches all over the area, there's a lot of departments out there doing it. So thank you for having us well, and supporting us. Oh, listen, God bless. Thank you for keeping us safe. You're always putting yourselves at risk, and we do appreciate you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to your radio doctor today and every Saturday at 5 p.m. here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Listen to all of our shows again on odyssey.com. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y.com. A special thank you to our exclusive sponsor, Independence Blue Cross, and for support from Recovery Centers of America. Friends, as we celebrate the holidays and welcome 2024, I want to thank you for being our faithful listeners. And may the light of Hanukkah and the splendor of the Savior's birth shine through each day of the new year, bringing you comfort and joy. Please continue to pray for peace in our world, peace in our country, in our cities, and our families, and for peace in each of our own hearts. This is your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, wishing you happy holidays and a happy, healthy, safe week with the ones you love. And always here to remind you that your health is your wealth. Thanks for listening to your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. To contact Dr. Marianne and to listen to today's show as well as past shows, visit yourradiodoctor.com. This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Your Radio Doctor and their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Millions of Americans are losing their medical assistance or Medicaid coverage. If this affects you, Independence Blue Cross can help. You may be eligible to enroll in a health plan for as little as $0 a month. With Independence Blue Cross, you get the largest provider network in the area, including most Keystone First doctors and hospitals. We also offer free 24-7 telemedicine, coverage for hospital stays and prescriptions. See if you qualify for $0 health insurance and enroll today. Call Independence Blue Cross at 1-844-464-2583 or visit ibx.com slash stay covered.